0: Welcome to episode 172 of the Women of the Military podcast. This week, my guest is Taylor Johnson. One thing that I've been seeing on the back end, behind the scenes, is that the listeners like to hear stories from women who are earlier in their journey, so I'm working to add more stories from women who are currently serving in the first five years of their time, and this episode with Taylor is... Someone who has been in the Air Force just over a year and she and I met because she's my distant cousin and I knew her when she was in high school and it's been really fun to, to watch her journey through Facebook and it was exciting to get a chance to talk to her and hear about her first year in the Air Force. She went to boot camp during the height of the pandemic and she talked about what it was like to wear a mask. She ended up being in quarantine for a few weeks and what that whole experience was like We also talked about what it's been like to start her career during a pandemic and what she has planned for the future. We also touched on the blended retirement system, which is the new retirement system for the military. And in the interview, Taylor mentioned that she didn't know anything about it when she joined. So I thought it would be good to add at the end of this episode a little bit about the rules and how it's changing, and I'm working on creating a YouTube video with a little bit more information that once I'm done with it, I will post the link in the show notes and you can subscribe to Women of the Military Podcast on YouTube if you're interested. All the new podcast episodes are there and more resources will be coming soon. So I really hope you enjoy this interview. But before we get started, let's learn more about this week's sponsor, Savio Coding Bootcamp. Savio Coding Bootcamp is a top-ranked coding bootcamp that is 100% dedicated to helping smart and highly motivated individuals become exceptional software engineers. Visit their website at www.sabio.la to learn how you may be able to use your GI Bill of Benefits to train at Savio. Your tuition and monthly BAH stipend may be paid during your training period. They are also 100% committed in helping you find your first job in tech. So don't forget to head over to www.sabio.la to learn more. And now let's get started with this week's interview.
1: Welcome to the show,
0: Taylor. I'm excited to have you here.
1: I'm excited to be here.
0: So we're distant cousins. My mom met your mom when I was deploying to Afghanistan because I was in Indiana for training. And my parents spent like the day with you guys, or at least with your mom. When I saw on Facebook that you were joining the Air Force, I was really excited. And I told you about my podcast and you told me you're already listening. So I wanted to have you on to talk about why you joined and a little bit about your experience. So let's start with why did you decide to join the Air Force?
1: Honestly, I was tired of college, so I went. I've always wanted to do it. I figured if it's now my time. Might as well just go for it. And honestly, it has a really good lifestyle and really good living because everything is pretty much taken care of medically wise. Like you can also go into schooling and everything, and they have a real, a lot of really good benefits. The military does
0: have a lot of good benefits. So were you going to college or were you still in high school and didn't want to go to college?
1: No, I went to college for four years, got my bachelor's in recreation and sports management. So after that, basically any job that you wanted in that career field, you had to have a lot of experience to get anywhere that you wanted to go into. And at that time, I didn't have that experience. So I was looking at my options on possibly going back to school for my master's, but didn't really want to at the time. And I had always wanted to join the Air Force. Whenever they came to high school and everything, I really considered it, but I figured might as well just go to college. That seemed like what everyone in our town was doing and what the norm was at the time. So I went to college for four years, got that done, and this is where I am.
0: Yeah and you've been in the Air Force just over a year so did you start the process after the pandemic had started or when did you start the process?
1: I started my process I think like winter-ish of my senior year of college because I had to lose so much weight beforehand plus finding a recruiter like consistent recruiter at the time. I think I had like three recruiters throughout joining and one like barely helped me through plus when I moved back to Avon I had to find one there just to make sure that I was like was there anything else I could really do to like speed this process up I was I think the next winter it was a year in my process of trying to join and then I think the next winter I had ended up actually leaving for BMT it was it was a process on losing that weight it was close to 20 pounds so
0: yeah that's an interesting topic because losing weight before joining the military isn't uncommon for women. I guess men too, but it's more common I think for women. So, what were the strategies that you used to lose the I mean 20 pounds is a lot of weight to lose.
1: Yes, it was it felt like a lot honestly. It was eating right, exercising. For me it was hard to exercise without burning or exercise without building muscle. Because my legs are already still like pure muscle from soccer growing up in like playing high school soccer and travel soccer and everything like I have never not had muscle on my legs so I was really bottom heavy (laughs) and putting on muscle was easy for me but not putting on muscle was hard so I did a lot of sprints and then I would slow down my heartbeat like walk a little bit and then sprint again the last recruiter that I had he had told me that little trick like build up your heart rate and then slow it back down because it burns a lot of calories just to like speed it up and then slow it back down and then just do that maybe three or four times a week plus the gym that I was going to had a sauna so burning a lot of water weight was probably not that healthy but I maybe only did it like 30 minutes max like three times a week or four times a week just depends on whenever I was able to go and work out after work so
0: yeah that's I think that Is like one of the hardest things about like losing weight to join the military is trying to get fit and ready to go to basic training, but you're trying to lose weight and you don't want to gain the muscle. And I've heard like people say like muscle weighs more than fat. It really matters for women, especially I've noticed like the shorter you are, I feel like it's harder to meet the weight requirement because I've looked at them and I'm like, I'm pretty tall. So I have a lot more wiggle room than like people who are shorter i feel like there's just not i know i'm an inch taller or something but it's like it's a lot of extra weight i think it's like eight pounds for being five nine instead of five eight and that's that's a lot of weight yeah
1: i'm five foot and a half so they rounded up at maps to five one and i still couldn't be over like 140 pounds if, if i remember right it was crazy but, like the shorter you are, the less it will help you. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it's true. It's true. I'm five nine. I'm five eight and a half when they round up, but I can be a hundred and eighty pounds um in the air force. It's less in the army, but that's 40 pounds and like eight inches. I guess, yeah, eight inches. And like that's a lot of extra leeway, I feel like. And I've looked at all the branches, and the shorter you are, I just feel like the harder it is, especially when you're like trying to get healthy by like because you do push-ups in the air even in the air force you do push-ups you do sit-ups so like you gain muscle and then you're supposed to also be losing weight and so it's really hard did the air force get rid of like height and weight after MEPS someone told me that
1: I'm not exactly sure I I haven't heard much about anything recently I just know they got rid of the waist measurements for BNT like for all PT tests around so that's a new thing. I'm not sure about the height and weight requirements and if that's still a thing and if they still follow the BMI scale or I, I hope they don't. Is that something
0: that you've had to worry about since you're going on active duty or was it just that way in at maps?
1: Just the way in at maps.
0: Yeah I think it's different in the Army but I need to do more research but yeah for the Air Force I heard it's like the way and it maps and then after that it's like oh it doesn't really matter anymore
1: yeah I took my PT test in September and they said nothing about my weight so and I still passed with a 91 I don't think it's that big of an issue when you're actually in an active duty and everything If you, as long as you pass your PT test you're good
0: yeah so you said that you went active or you went to basic training in December of 2020 right yes so that's like The height of the pandemic. I remember when your mom tagged you on Facebook and like everybody had masks on. Like, what was that experience like going through training?
1: It honestly felt a little crazy because every time that we, every time we had to wear a mask, we go anywhere, we have to wear a mask. We have to, like, the only time that we weren't allowed to, like, didn't have to wear a mask is sleeping because that's, that's a common sense thing. And then eating but whenever we like pulled it down to take a drink or anything like that we had to pull it back up automatically it just became a normal it shouldn't be a normal thing but it felt like a normal routine to just go ahead and pull it on and that's how you start your day I don't know how it was before COVID and how hard it was but like BMT wasn't that bad going in during COVID and you
0: think it might be because of some of the restrictions that were in place and I know that you were exposed to COVID, so that also affected it.
1: Yes, I think it was because of some of the restrictions, because we still had to try to stay six feet away from each other. like Even marching, they have the six feet away, six feet to our sides, and six feet behind. It was like, I don't know, it's it's crazy how different I can imagine it is now.
0: But you guys still had to do PT, and you had to pass your physical fitness test, and- you like did all the training they still yelled at you and all that stuff
1: yes they definitely did I definitely believe that going through like bulldogs like the squadron like one three six I believe I can't remember what one it was yeah being a bulldog they yelled at you even more like even harsher we were not not allowed to slack at anywhere like at anything honestly
0: So it sounds like even though there were like a lot of restrictions and a lot of challenges that the Air Force did a really good job of like doing the training as close to normal as they could get, even though it was a pandemic.
1: Yes, they really did.
0: And then I remember we talked a couple weeks ago, but you were talking about at graduation, it was different than like, what is the typical graduation? So you can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yes, for our graduation, we... We're in OCPs. We were in our cold weather year. I haven't seen one graduation really like that until COVID happened, and I don't know if that's more of, like, a, going in through the winter months, and so like, you're not wearing your blues, but, um, yeah, we didn't have any of the tapping out ceremony or anything like that. It was literally get your coin and stand there until everyone is fully graduated, and then we all just marched off, like, one by one, like, in one line it was like some kind of organized craziness but that was pretty much how graduation was it it's kind of a little sad looking at the graduations now where they're able to tap out and everything it's like oh if I would have waited one more year I could have had that but no I definitely appreciate going in when I did and having what I have now
0: yeah so the some of the traditions and like the nice things for graduation had to be suspended during COVID And it sounds like they're trying to, even the pandemic's still kind of going on, but they found ways to bring those traditions back for the classes that are graduating now.
1: Mm -hmm. I've heard that now you're up to four guests. They all have to be COVID vaccinated with their cards to come to graduation, and they might be upping their numbers eventually. I'm not exactly sure. I know at one point it was just two guests, and now it's up to four, and then I would assume it's going to go up, but... Who really knows?
0: In the beginning of the interview, you had your degree, but you either needed experience, which you didn't have, or you needed to go get your master's and you didn't want to do that. And so you decided the Air Force. Why did you decide to enlist instead of become an officer?
1: I've heard that you would get a lot more respect when you go in enlisted rather than going straight out of high school and just become an officer. Plus the Officer recruiting centers weren't that close to my hometown, so I didn't want to really make that commute and, like, just possibly not that possibly not be a thing or anything. So I just went enlisted. I wanted to still go to Lackland, like my grandma did when she enlisted, and just have that whole enlisted experience.
0: That makes sense. And what career field did you end up picking?
1: At first, I was material management. And then I ended up getting reclassed out of that. And now I'm aviation resource management.
0: So when you graduated boot camp, did you go to training for the first one and then reclass or how did that work?
1: Yes, I went to training for material management that was still at Lackland. So I was at Lackland for a good couple of months. I know I was there in February when it snowed and everything was shut down for a week. So I was there maybe until like March or so, and then I went to Mississippi for Aviation Resource Management Tech School.
0: Did the career field just not feel like the right fit, and then you want to change, or how did that all happen?
1: It was not the right fit for me. I did not want to be working Amazon for the Air Force, pretty much, and honestly, everything happens for a reason, and I love my career field now listen to whatever God tells you, and whatever happens, happens, and everything happens for a reason. It's good to
0: hear. So you were able to cross-train or reclass into a new career field. You went to Mississippi, and you did your training, and then when you were finished, did you go to Virginia? Because you're in Virginia now.
1: Yes, I did. I got, Virginia was my second, I believe, on my dream list, so you do sometimes get what's on your dream list
0: my husband has been pretty lucky with getting the job that he wants it's been an adventure but yeah those I think they try and follow the dream sheets and sometimes it doesn't work out but I think they try and get you where you want to go and so mm-hmm. I've been watching I've been stalking you on Facebook no <laughs> I've been watching um your journey on Facebook and it seems like you just love what you're doing and you're really excited about being in the air force and doing the job that you're doing so when did you graduate from tech school
1: i graduated i think it was july july 20th or something like that i can't remember honestly
0: so in the summer you moved from mississippi and up to virginia and so you've been there for the last four to six months and what has it been like to be on active duty you're done with your training And now you're doing the job that you enjoy. What has it been like?
1: It's been really great because now you have that kind of freedom that you didn't have in tech school and you still have to learn your exact job and try to get it down to a T. And it's a lot of learning and a lot of taking in what can happen in your career field. Like, honestly, anything can happen. So you have to just prepare for what could happen and then figure out how to handle it.
0: And so you've just passed one year in the Air Force, and do you have a three-more-year commitment?
1: signed a six-year contract. So you still
0: have five five more more years. years. I guess you can't even really think, like, five years from now, your life could be so different for deciding. But are you excited to be in the Air
1: Force for another five years? Yes, I am.
0: And you mentioned, I don't know if it was before we started recording or right after, but you mentioned about, oh, you've talked about the benefits and about school, Did you start going back to school to get your master's with the tuition assistance or is that just a benefit you know about?
1: That's just a benefit that I know about. I know after my CBTs and everything like that, I want to go back to school, possibly get my bachelor's in marketing, something in marketing aspect, because there was one of our senior master sergeants that talked to us about whenever she retires, she wants to go into airline management and the perks of that. So being able to travel, get discount tickets, and also be able to try and make someone's day on helping with their flight and everything like I that sounds like me. Whenever I retire, I want to try to do twenty years, but we will see.
0: So you already are thinking about serving for twenty years and staying in. In twenty nineteen, the Air Force, or I guess the military at large, switched from the like 20 year pension program to a like blended, re- I guess it's called the blended retirement system. Mm-hmm. So what has it been like? Cause I haven't talked to anyone about using that, but what has it been like to, have you utilized the matching or is the military? Cause I know it starts out automatically at a certain level. Have you messed with it or?
1: I have a, I think it's like 10 or 15% of my paycheck coming out. Going towards my blended retirement. So, whenever I do get out, I have that to like save for whenever, however that works. I honestly haven't looked into it much. I know that that's something that will be good for me in the future. So, I figured 10 and 15, like I'm just going to go ahead and throw it that way. I don't see it, I don't touch it. It's there whenever I need it. And it's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's a really great benefit because, especially for women, because I was doing some research and women leave the military at a higher rate than men. And so a lot of women were missing out. Like I left at six years because I became a mom and I didn't want to stay in anymore. And so I didn't get anything except for what I had like saved on the side. But with the blended Mm -hmm. retirement, you get up to 5% matching. So you're contributing over the 5%. So they're matching the 5%, which is like free money that, If Mm -hmm. you stay six years or if you stay 20 years, you get all of that at the end into your TSP. So it's a really good program. So I'm glad to hear that you're taking advantage, but that's
1: awesome. That's a good touching point to let people know about too. Yeah. I didn't know anything about that when I joined. So that's a really good perk for whenever I'm retired.
0: My last question, which you probably know what it is. is what advice would you give to someone else who is in your shoes who's considering joining the military what would you say
1: I would say if you were considering it go for it because honestly it's really great like you're guaranteed if you're joining out of high school honestly you probably don't know what you want to do at that time and you can join the air force where it has good perks good benefits it's a guaranteed paycheck And you can learn yourself throughout the whole process. You can also figure out what you want to do for a whole career after you do your four or six years, or if you want to re-enlist after your contract is up, like it's always an option. Yeah, I would say go for it if you really consider it.
0: Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really had a fun time chatting and getting to learn a little bit more about your experience. So thank you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Because this week's interview was a little shorter than normal, I wanted to talk about one of the things that came up during the interview, the Blended Retirement System. The Blended Retirement System replaced the old Legacy 20-Year Pension Program in 2019 And the rules are, the military contributes 1% of your base pay to your TSP no matter what you do. Even if you don't put any of your money into your TSP, the military will continue to put 1% of your base pay after the first 60 days of service. You will also automatically be enrolled with a 3% base pay contribution into your TSP. You are able to change this amount at any time. Once you have served for two years, The military will match up to 5% of your contributions. You can contribute more than 5% into your TSP and the military will match up to 5%. You always have control over how much you contribute to your TSP. You can also get a loan of your TSP balance or withdraw money from your TSP account. When members reach 12 years of service and commit to another 4 years of service, they will be eligible for a cash incentive of 2.5 to 13 times your monthly basic pay if you're active duty, and if you are reserves, it's 0.5 to 6 times your monthly base pay. There is also a retired pay benefit. Retired pay will be 2% times the number of years of service. If you retire at 20 years of service, you get 40% of your final base pay. If you retire at 30 years of service, you get 60% of your final base pay. You can either get your full retirement when eligible or opt to get a lump sum benefit when you retire. If you take the lump sum, you will get a reduced monthly retirement check until age 67. You can learn more about the blended retirement system on the DFAS website. And when you join the military, you are also supposed to receive... Blended Retirement System training in your unit. And the DOD also has a BRS calculator online. I link to both DFAS and the DOD calculator in the show notes to help you if you're looking for more information. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If this is your first time listening to Women of the Military podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to some of the other episodes on the podcast. There are so many episodes and stories of women who've served in the military who can inspire you at whatever stage of the journey you're in, joining, serving, leaving the military, or just learning about the women who have served in the military. If you want to support Women of the Military podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash women of the military and if you enjoyed women of the military podcast please leave a review on your favorite podcast app to help the podcast grow and reach more women who are considering military service